It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Let's welcome tonight's guest. Her mind is so sharp, she uses it to open other people's mail, which is illegal. Fox News contributor and host of Crimes That Changed America on Fox Nation, Emily Campagno. Well, if you're in the mood for rude and lewd, this dark soul is your dude. You can stream his new comedy special on WatchLiveNow.com. Comedian Jim Florentine. She's got fame, acclaim, and goes by one name. Host of Kennedy on Fox Business Network, Kennedy. And he's the anchor the size of a tanker. My massive sidekick and host of Nuff Said on Fox Nation, Tyrus. All right. So, um, Emily, do you think Trump's claims of election fraud have merit? And if so, why? Well, I think certainly what we're seeing now is credible evidence that there is individual irregularity and instances of fraud that deserve further investigation. And what I don't understand is how people automatically dismiss these allegations, automatically know for sure that they're untrue. Because why is it that for allegations of sexual misconduct, then that's automatically to be believed, or whistleblower allegations, like you pointed out in your intro, if they're from the right party, those are automatically true. And criminal charges, we automatically assume innocence, right? But somehow, direct individual observations of election irregularity or misconduct is automatically untrue. And not just untrue, but crazy. That, to me, is the crazy part. Why can't we give the benefit of the doubt and the benefit of truth and see it play out? Yeah, and also, it it seems kind of obvious when you put two groups of people together that are on opposing sides of the political spectrum. There is going to be strife and intimidation and bullying, and I don't see why we can't deny that. Uh, Jim, you look like you're uh, getting your passport picture taken. Uh, It's that, that amazing background. (laughs) <laughs> but um, so I love how people are really surprised that Trump is not conceding. I mean, isn't that part of who Trump is? Of course, he's a fighter. He's always going to fight. And, you know, look, I don't know. Maybe the election wasn't rigged because all twenty five hundred of my best dead friends told me that they were thrilled to vote for Biden. So, <laughs> yes, he's going to keep fighting and keep fighting. That's what he does. And he's, you know. And he's not going to give up. And even when he gets to the point where he's out of all options, he probably still won't give up. And that's why everybody loves the guy that really likes him. So good for him. There you go. So, Kennedy, I I don't know what to make of all of these testimonials because some of them are really, really strong. And then other ones are just like people relaying a gut instinct or a, a, a feeling which is interesting, but it's not facts. And what do you think of all this? So that's where some of these accounts were dismissed by judges who said, yes, that might be compelling, but this is third-hand information. Uh, this is anecdotal. This is something that someone else told you that they saw that you didn't experience firsthand. And that's what makes it problematic. Uh, the, the biggest problem here, and it's something that you've touched on, what happens to our elections in the future? Because let's say yeah. there were 10 instances of fraud or corruption or gross incompetence throughout the country that maybe didn't swing a race or an entire state. 
But how does that happen? Mm-hmm. And how easy is it to perpetrate something like that if you feel morally obligated to easily shift votes from one candidate to another? So if that can happen, that shouldn't be able to happen. And I want to hear more from, uh, you know, local counties, election boards and, and states and governors about what they're doing to safeguard elections in the future, because you shouldn't have that in the back of your mind the next time you're thinking about voting. And the, the, every ballot, every election should be sacred. And if they're just sending out ballots willy nilly to dead people, to people who don't live in that state, to people with P.O. boxes like they're not supposed to, uh, then that is a bad system. And what are they going to do to fix that? Yeah. And so the, the, the interesting thing is the fact that we are asking that question gives me the feeling that if we didn't exist, no one would ask this question because the left never They never whistleblow on themselves. No one's going to say, yeah, we cheated. So we actually have to do it. And then people will laugh at you for bringing it up. Tyrus, what are your thoughts on all of this? You know, I kind of was leaning with uh, the attorney general where he's, you know, kind of like, well, we're not really seeing widespread, but uh, doesn't mean that there wasn't small nooks. I'm sure in every election there are some geniuses, Mm -hmm. evil plan to somehow change the course of an election just usually just like anything else we usually seen uh they usually don't work out too well i do think though when you look at uh i think when uh, the attorney general was wrong on one thing and that is all uh, a lot of people are saying is that there were poll workers reducing transparency through intimidation so that's like it's not that that doesn't have to be widespread it just has to happen in a few places that's the stuff that bugs me and it may not get it it may not be stopped, but at least we know and we've we pointed it out for the future. All right. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. As long as you're left wing, you can say anything. During a recent interview, comedian Sarah Silverman admitted that being liberal has allowed her to get away with stuff the rest of us would be fired over. We are liberal, so we can say anything. So we can say, you know, the words that are unsayable or whatever. Like, you know I don't mean it, so I can say it. It's a weird balance. So over her career, Sarah said loads of things that would cost everyone else their careers. She even wore blackface on TV. Now, Silverman acknowledges this obvious double standard, and we're supposed to say, wow, that's really deep of you. Screw her. With both conservative and even traditional liberal types being canceled for speech almost every day, it seems the only way to save your hide is to go preemptively woke, which is Sarah's new game plan. She never bothered to defend other people's speech, but only to protect her own by coming out as a wokester, not a jokester. All right, Kennedy, um, should Sarah be applauded for admitting this or is it almost like telling you the way forward like you can do whatever you want if you just adopt my political beliefs i I feel the same way about comedians that i do about actors i think the more mystique the better the less i know about your personal life and your political views the more i enjoy the product that you put out uh sarah silverman has pushed the boundaries for years and that's when she was really really funny uh when she was saying stuff that yes people 
if they said it in today's climate, they would easily be fired. And I was actually disappointed that she sort of dissociated herself from her past work. Uh, that, to me, is really boring. And then Will Arnett said that conservatives killed comedy. Uh, he needs to take yeah. a good look in the mirror and go to a liberal college and try watching a stand-up on a liberal campus. Mm. Yeah. You know, Jim, it, it, the thing that it bugs me about this is that she's basically protecting herself. And there are people that she should, like, if, if she's a successful comedian, she's done a lot. She could be protecting or helping others by saying, you got to, you know, you got to do dangerous things. But she's saying, don't be dangerous unless you're a liberal. Yeah, well, I used to love when Sarah was a comedian, you know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on these days. And I, and I know Sarah, too. But, look, I don't mind her using a liberal privilege in her comedy, you know, as long as she doesn't use mm -hmm. her Jewish heritage for cheap laughs. Because, you know, she never does that. <laughs> That's, yes. What do you make of this, Emily? Uh, well, you know, that comment about, oh, everyone knows we don't mean it. Isn't that the privilege that yes. is so hurtful to people who were subjugated or who historically oppressed? Oh, honey, you know, I don't mean it. You know, I was just singing a lyric or, you know, you know, you know, how, you know how I really feel. That is what is so mm -hmm. aberrant. And I think, look, all topics, all jokes are on the table for comedy, for sure. And it's up to the individual what you find funny. But the idea that there's a pass because you're a liberal and not a pass because you're a comedian, to me, is what is so ridiculous. Yeah, I don't. That's the thing, Tyrus, is that I mean, I, I brought up Megyn Kelly as the comparison that like she made a comment about Halloween and blackface in an, in an ignorant way. And even all of her coworkers turned on her. It, it's it's so clear that there's a double standard. Well, it's it's not even a double standard. It's just that. What she did was I'm not really sure was a great idea. Uh, I think Sarah yeah. has been hurt. By this uh, new climate, the the cancel culture, I think it has hurt her in terms of her growth and where she's at, and her having to even make this statement uh, to get attention on it uh, mm -hmm. is the point where she's saying, "I'm mm -hmm. still here, guys. Look, you can go after me for the stuff I did because at least the downside of it is I get media time. So I guess that like you're, right. she's literally seeking the abuser. Like, hey, hey, guys." Uh, guess what I did a few years ago? And I have a comedy special I'm trying to get started. So if you can come after me, I think her mistake is that she thinks that she can control the, the bull with the red carpet, and you can't. You know, they'll come after you, yeah. and they won't stop. The difference is, is that it's different when you stick your head out and your chest out. You're willing. You've obviously are ready to accept whatever they're going to hit you with. When they decide to destroy your life because you have a principle or a point of view, something that you, you care passionately about, it's a lot easier to go after that person and make, make baseless statements to ruin them. It's, it's, they've gotten very good mm -hmm. at it. And when you start seeing their own side going, hey, how about some friendly fire, guys, because I can use a little more attention in my career right now. And it's a dangerous game mm -hmm. to play because we've seen what they, what they can do. I think one, the more uh, entertainers who share the risk uh, so people aren't, careers aren't ruined, that would work out. But she seems to be saying, spare me. I'm not yeah. like them, but anyway. All right. Thanks to Kennedy sitting in for Kat this week. She'll be back next week. Emily Campagno, Jim Florentine, and Tyrus. I'm Greg Gutfeld, and I love you, America.
From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.